Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Warning. Guests of The Roy Green Show may experience the truth, being in the hot seat, and in some cases, crying. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. very disturbing story we're going to be talking about before the end of the hour. 84-year-old man from Toronto. His family bought him travel insurance. He's in Germany. He had a fall. He's now in a medically induced coma. The hospital bills are over $100,000. And his insurance company that insured him after his daughter called to get insurance will not pay for his transport back to Canada and will not pay for any of the expenses in the uh, in the hospital, and that's RBC Insurance. They won't comment on it, but um, the the son of uh, Ali Davari will Kevin Dayari is going to be joining me before the end of the hour, as well Sivan Tamarkin, partner at Samfiro Tamarkin LLP in Toronto and now also Vancouver. And uh, Sivan has challenged travel insurance providers previously, so that's coming up. Eric sends an email to uh, at the Roy Green Show. He's uh, at Buckmaster36. I don't know if you heard, Roy, the newly minted UPC leader got elected. 71% Notley government will be toast come 2019. Done. Turn up the heat, UPC. Yeah, I know. I, Eric, I got that information. I just don't know why Mr. Kennedy doesn't want to talk to me anymore. I'm not feeling put upon, but I always like Jason. And he was a guest on this program dozens of times. But the last several times I've tried to get him on the show, there's always been a reason why it couldn't happen, wouldn't happen, isn't going to happen. So I don't know what's going on. He's on with my buddy Charles, with Charles Adler, um, on a regular basis, and that's great. But I don't know why Jason doesn't want to talk to me anymore. So um, maybe somebody can, uh, somebody can talk to him about it. For the first time since winning the 2015 federal election, Justin Trudeau's approval ratings dropped below 50% nationally. That according to Angus Reid polling. But he is still significantly ahead of Andrew Scheer and Jagmeet Singh. But the question is, is there a crack developing in Justin Trudeau's support? And have the Carter pay off the more no mess? The ethics investigation begun to harm him? Or is it just something that happens halfway through a mandate? That's a good question, isn't it? And uh, just looking at some numbers here from Angus Reid, um, 46% of Canadians say it's time for a change in government. 32% say Justin Trudeau should be elected. So 46% say it's time for a change in government. 32% say Trudeau should be reelected. So to put all of this into perspective for us, Shaki Curl from Angus Reid, Vice President of Angus Reid. Hi, Shaki. 
Hi, Roy. How are you? Well, I've had better days, but that's that's not that important. But thank you for asking. I've got the bug. So can you give us the perspective, please, on Trudeau's national approval sinking below 50% for the first time since um, since 2015? Is it the China trade? Is it Morno? Is it the Cotter payoff? Is it uh, any number of those issues or something else? Probably a combination. I do get asked that question a lot. They say, Shachi, what is going on here? And, um, you know, it has not been the greatest of falls for the Trudeau government. Uh, I think people within the ranks of government would, would uh, admit that quite freely. They have been uh, bedeviled and distracted and beset by the woes of uh, their finance minister, Bill Morneau. They have had uh, ongoing issues with uh, trying to roll out and then later sell these small business tax changes, which uh, they've ended up dancing away from, and even in a, in a uh, backed-off, watered-down version of this legislation, um, the rollout is still something that is causing a great deal of consternation to, uh, to small business owners. And, of course, all of that is just it's, it's bad publicity, it's bad press. And there, and there was one particular uh, moment this fall where the government actually had a very moving, very, um, very non-political uh, moment in, in the House of Commons when they uh, passed their, their motion and legislation around uh, LGBTQ uh, rights, and, and, and there was the apology and all of those things. Um, that was a day that their own finance minister basically did the political equivalent of scoring an own goal that was a day when government should have been able to change the channel. They weren't able to change the channel because their own minister then started, you know, huffing and puffing about suing uh, conservative uh, opposition members when they started needling him and getting under his skin on, on some of these uh, issues around his own assets and holdings and ethics and the rest of it. Um, they send Pierre Polyev out there, the conservatives do, to needle people. He's very good at that. And that was a day that Bill fell for the bait. Um, it wasn't the first day. You combine that with things like the um, the lack of, of, of a clear purpose and success on the China mission. You combine that with ongoing concerns about what's going to happen in the next year without with cannabis legislation uh, and timelines around that. Uh, so the big picture, the big takeaway here is that Justin Trudeau's approval is suffering the impacts of what has not been a great fall for his government. So they are they are really uh, victims of their own self-inflicted gum shot wounds. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. The fact that he still has higher approval ratings, that is Justin Trudeau, than conservative leader Andrew Scheer, than Jagmeet Singh, the fact that, that much of this has been a little bit, um, you know, very much driven not so much by what the opposition is doing and presenting to Canadians as, as an alternative, but more about uh, doing what opposition does, which is sort of, you know, throwing flames. This is their job at the government of the day. Uh, says to me that in, in so far as this government's ability to stay on agenda, stay on task, they have been knocked off of that in the last part of 2020. Okay, so let me, let me go to another part of your is, poll. Can they, can let me, they pivot? Can let me go to another poll, part of your poll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Trudeau disapproval ratings, higher than those of Sheer or Singh. So how do we interpret this? 46% of Canadians 
say it's time for a change of government, 32% say Justin Trudeau should be reelected. How does is that a national picture? Is that a truly national picture? Or is that a regional picture mostly? Well, the regions across the board, initially we started to see a softening in approval for Justin Trudeau in just certain parts of the country. Now that's pretty much across the board. But I would say this, Roy, very important to remember, and you raise a good point, and I'm going to take a moment to really reiterate this for uh, your your audience across the country. Um, Just because a politician has higher disapproval numbers than other politicians doesn't mean much because this is mostly accounted for by the fact that Canadians just don't really have a clue who Andrew Scheer nor Jagmeet Singh are. They don't know who these people are. So the disapproval numbers are not as high because more people are saying, actually, we don't know who these people are. In the case of Justin Trudeau, he has been a very strong brand. He has literally been the front man for this liberal government for the better part of two years. And so Canadians are pretty, uh, they're pretty decided about the guy. They either like him or they don't like him, but very few are saying we don't know much about him. In the case of Sheer and Singh, uh, what you find is that they are very much an unknown quantity. Now, if you're an opposition leader, if you are Sheer or if you are Singh, you're not necessarily that keen to be established uh, in, in a really known way in the minds of Canadians. Sometimes there's a benefit to sort of being this unknown quality. Yeah, I'd quantity, agree. I'd agree you know, with that. That yeah. unknown factor so that you can sort of define yourself during the campaign particularly, and not allow... Particularly and not, now with a yeah. relatively short period of time that they've had to be mm-hmm. on the national political stage. It's early, early, early days for these guys. Yeah. yeah. So if there's one piece of advice for... Is there an encompassing piece of advice for all of them? <laughs> that comes out of this poll. Well, that, that's what they pay their strategists for. <laughs> but I mean, the the one the one takeaway I would sort of remind everyone of. I, I saw uh, Jerry Butts tweeting about the fact that you know here's a pro tip: don't pay attention to the polls in response to our poll. Here's the deal. Um, yeah, that's true to an extent, particularly with two years left in the mandate, uh, because two years is two hundred years in the lifetime of politics. But if any if any strategist or politician tells you they're not paying attention, well. That, that may or may not be entirely true, but also important not to sort of take this as gospel for what we will see in 2019, because that is a lifetime away. And on issues, for example, around government spending or about the, the liberals perhaps not doing the greatest job of connecting with middle-class Canadians, particularly around these tax changes and some other issues in recent months, really important to remember that even though the opposition may have a compelling narrative saying, hey, these liberals are not the people standing up for you, middle-class Canadian, we don't know that that's actually going to be the deciding and defining issue. It's going to be an interesting two years. Campaign. It's going to be an well, year, year, and a, year and three quarters. I guess it's a, I guess it's a uh, gold-plated poll if it's in favor of someone, and the moment there's a question about it, well, you can't trust the pollsters. So that's well, you know, that's what we hear. It's uh, we 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 don't take it personally. Uh, I take it I take it all with with a sunny smile. We messengers, mm-hmm. as you know, Roy, are quite used to being uh, shot at uh, along the way as we deliver those messages. Yeah, well, I'm in the same leaky tub. And mm-hmm. where? why would we want to be anywhere else? Shachi, thank you very much for the time. It's a great life. Hey, if I don't get a chance to say it, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you. Same to you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Shachi Curl uh, from Angus Reed on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. My number is 800-263-2428, 1-800-263-2428. So is this a chink in the armor of Justin Trudeau? Is it something that is going to be... 
Does, is it indicative of what's coming? Is it indicative of what's happening? Is it indicative of what the next year and three quarters are going to be like? Is this an opportunity for Shear, an opportunity for Singh to step in and take advantage of a drop in national approval ratings, according to the Angus Reid poll for Justin Trudeau? 1-800-263-2428 is the number. Um, here, here's my question that I'm going to ask you. Is it important to you, two questions, is it important to you that Justin Trudeau is defeated in 2019? Three questions. Or is it important to you that Justin Trudeau be reelected in 2019? Okay, that's question one and question two. You know what question three is. Question one is, is it important to you that Justin Trudeau is defeated in 2019? Or is it important to you that Justin Trudeau be reelected in 2019? And then this is the question I'm sure everybody wants to get at. Was it a mistake to not reelect Stephen Harper in 2015? Was it a mistake to not reelect Stephen Harper in 2015? 800-263-2428.